If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, this is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Deneen, come together once a week over a single topic, uh, like our trusty mailman, neither rain nor sleet, <laughs> nor threat of COVID-19 will keep us from our weekly rounds. Uh, we choose a single topic from that ta-ta-ta topic we come up with a eh, a few ideas yeah on how to get really rich <laughs> off of that topic really quickly <laughs> you know i'm realizing noel i know i'm uh-huh. interrupting the intro here which i i like to do a lot as you may yeah. have mentioned to me on many occasions <laughs> <laughs> off screen or off mic um but uh i'm realizing that uh i'm not talking to people all that much these days okay and my already uh questionable ability to hold and maintain a conversation they're, they're going downhill has really dropped <laughs> drastically <laughs> i uh i'm I like you know my 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 scrambling for words has gotten worse okay i think by the end of this whole thing i'm gonna be a mute which would suit my wife perfectly oh <laughs> uh, she'd love it oh uh-huh but anyway, no. So we come up with a, a few ideas, a bunch of ideas, uh, a handful of ideas over the single topic. Uh, we give it to you folks for free over the airwaves, and uh, we don't ask for any money up front. Mm-mm. Your buddy Grant Cardone is in a lot of trouble right now. Oh, really? Yeah, they're coming after his. Uh, uh, the feds are coming after his uh, uh, investment company for uh, uh, jacking up prices on an investment that he has. Okay. Yep. Um, And you guys take that and action it. You get really rich. And once you're rich, then and only then do you look back upon the storied history of your wealth. And you go back to where it all began. It all began while you were sitting in quarantine, Mm -hmm. in lockdown, Homeschooling your kids, cooking for yourself, no Chinese food to order, and you listen to our show over and over and over again. It was like just burned a hole in your brain, and you took that idea, and you got really rich. Yeah. And then you said, no, what did they say? You said, hey, I, uh, I remember back in those dark days before I was a billionaire. And I didn't survive by myself. There were people who delivered. They delivered ideas. Ideas that fed me, that fed me what I needed to know, what I needed for inspiration to get as rich as I am today. And I need to do something to get them back. I need to give Josh and Noel 10% of everything I made while I was getting rich. I need to tithe them. 
That's the deal, guys. 10%. There it is. 10%. 10%. I heard okay. you. Okay. I, are you, were you repeating it so in case they didn't hear you? <laughs> no, or, no, no. I, just, I thought maybe the audio cut out. You guys, once again, uh, Josh and I are in quarantine, so we're... Uh, <laughs> In our in our respective homes, and we've got to set up. We think it sounds pretty good, uh, but we're nervous about it. Yeah, we can't hear each other, and uh, you know we're doing this. <laughs> we're doing this over over FaceTime or Skype yeah. or whatever video thing. You know, we're not pushing one over the other, and uh, you know, look, connections cut out when you have you know t- a ten million people all at home all at the same time. Yeah. All on their respective devices. Chances yeah. are good. Connections are going to time out. Uh, uh, systems are going to be overloaded, Noel. Yeah. And uh, it's just what happens. So yeah, we've had a couple instances just trying to set this whole thing up today that uh, Noel just froze because he refuses to spend money on <laughs> decent Wi-Fi, on, de- on a decent uh, <laughs> signal, even the go- though the guy's working from home and he's a goddamn IT person. Yeah. Oh, not anymore. He's a boss. <laughs> a boss. You are. You're a boss, bro. I'm, I'm a cake boss. You are the cake boss. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Noel. Anyway. Uh. I don't know, man. I don't know yeah. what to say. How you hanging in there? Uh, it's rough. It's it's starting to get a little rough. Yeah. Uh, a lot of sitting around for me. Yeah. You know, Deb can work. Deb, you know, is keeping herself occupied in the mornings, doing her uh, classes. You know, mm-hmm. no one's getting a, a, a video massage. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I, tell, I keep telling you, I see videos of massage all the time. Yeah. I, I, yes. <laughs> yes. That's on Pornhub and, uh, you know, whatever your various uh, chatterbait. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What other ones are? Omegly. Omegly. Um, Chat roulette. Okay. These are all places for guys like you to go on and hey. find underage children to... Uh, what? No. Like teenage girls. <laughs> no. That's what people do on these sites. <laughs> guys stand there naked and uh-huh. hope that some you know young woman is potentially interested in looking at them naked. Okay. It's gross. I think they just want anyone to look at them. They don't care. Yeah, that's probably true, too. And that's what, well, you would know better than I. Speak on it. (laughs) (laughs) Your lady just lays in bed all day, pregnant, Mm -hmm. bemoaning the fact that she's pregnant, wanting this. She's at that point where she wants the child out of her. She's ready. Yeah, Yeah, she is ready. Yeah. And uh, it's just not happening for a little while. Not yet. Yeah. Oh, let's hope there's <laughs> hospitals. Oh, you know what? I have an update uh, yeah. from last week. So mm-hmm. last week I had been saying about how the hospitals were saying I wouldn't be allowed there. That has now changed, and I will well, be you'd, allowed you'd in. You'd be allowed in the hospital. Well, I wasn't going to be before. In the hospital itself? At like all. You... I was going to have to drop her off at the front door oh, and come back in three days. I didn't realize that. I oh, thought yeah. it was. Oh, no, no, no. I thought it was just during the delivery. No, I would not be allowed in the building. Oh. Uh, but Cuomo uh, issued an order where they have to let me in the building, and I have to be allowed in the uh, delivery room. But the only thing is, is after the baby's born, I can stick around for like two or three hours, then I have to leave. And then you have to leave for three days, or can you come back well, and leave. visit? No, I can't visit. 
I have to leave until uh, she's ready to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so but that's a million times better. I'll yeah. take that a thousand times. You Absolutely. Know. Oh, that's rough. I didn't realize that it was. Uh, it wasn't clear to me when you explained it. I thought it was just during uh, the delivery. I thought you no. could be in the hospital and be in the room and all that stuff. I thought it was just you couldn't be in the delivery room. No, it was. I was going to have to take a cab there with her. Give her a pat on the back of the front door and say, good luck. <laughs> Talk to you in three days. Uh, there are guys from the 50s who were like, yeah, and? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there are. <laughs> They're like, that's what childbirth was. Yeah. And then I, when I she know. got back, she started cooking again. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh. Wow. But then she'll still be a couple of days without you around, right? Uh, it depends on how long they, you know, with everything going on, they may try and fast track her out of there. Who knows how long right. it'll actually yeah, I be. I mean, I can't imagine, I can't imagine they'd want her, uh, there all that time. But man, there is like information that, that gets passed around in those couple of days with nurses yeah. and people who have experience doing it. And if she gets freaked out by stuff that there's yeah. someone there to sort of calm her down and. And there's healing that needs them. to go on, you know? Well, but that can happen at home. I mean, they're, like in terms of the healing part of it, they send people home really quickly from the hospital now. And the main reason is is because of infection possibilities. Yeah. Like even in the regular, you know, the ki- the, there, there are all these types of bacterial infections that you can only get in hospitals. Yeah, I know. You know, and they really do want people out. Not as much, I mean, yes, partially because of the beds uh, situation, but really primarily because if the home is clean and it's not a hoarder situation, mm-hmm. they're more likely to recover better, quicker at home. Okay. Unless they're in an ICU ward sure. or something like that. But if yeah. it's just like a load of stitches, I mean, they will have you out. You get a, a full hip replacement, uh, you're out in two or three days. Yeah. You get a I, knee I'm replacement, assuming... it's like four days. You just have to show that you can walk. Yeah. They want you up and moving right away. Yeah. I, I think it'll be at least a day, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe not more than that. Who knows? Maybe, maybe two, but uh, may, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to expect, but but I'm much less uh, worried about it now that I get right. to be, you know, that's a lot to go through, and mm-hmm. you need someone there to help, you know, be on your side and advocate to you, to the doctor, for mm-hmm. you, to the doctors, and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Yeah. No, I hear you. When I yeah. when I gave birth, uh, having someone there to advocate for me who didn't speak the same language was really important. <laughs> uh, and then what else? Uh, not a lot this week. You know, working. Yeah. Cooking. Yeah. Well, you know, all that cooking leads to a lot of eating. A lot of eating. Have you put on a lot of weight? I don't think I have. Uh, I, I I think initially I was actually losing weight because I was so stressed out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm doing that anymore, but I don't feel like I'm gaining weight. Uh, I'm trying to work in more salads into my all-carb diet that's mm-hmm. evolved. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, I am. every bite that goes in my mouth puts on five pounds. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much what's happening. I'm, okay. I'm, uh, uh, I, I have not put myself on the scale uh-huh. for fear of looking at what the number is, yeah. but I am definitely, without a doubt, heavier than I've ever been in my entire life. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hopefully this is over soon. And the complete lack of movement that I go through, like we walk the dog a couple times a day, but that's like our... Uh, 
you know, that's our, our big thing. I'm uh-huh. like, I'm like out of breath <laughs> after like, oh. fi- after like five blocks. Your movement is so much more than mine. <laughs> My, uh, big like movements for the day will be going to the basement, maybe to pick a package up. Uh huh. That's it. Oh, that's right. You're not, she won't let you even go out to go I'm shopping. Not, yeah. No, I got to be healthy and be able to help her. So, yeah. We're getting groceries delivered. So I have to obsess about, like, how am I going to get this food here? Uh-huh. And then uh, when you get it delivered about an hour before it comes, you start getting all these texts saying, this isn't available. This isn't available. This oh, really? Isn't available. Oh, yeah. And so it, it it stresses me out. Then I'm like, there's no food anywhere. We, 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 we've been eating okay. I, I, I get more stressed about it than I should be by the results. But I mean, if she'd let you go to, like, uh, Trader Joe's, there's plenty of food. Yeah. I'm just yeah. telling you, we were just there today. Yeah. You know? Why why doesn't Trader Joe's deliver? Um, I, I, I don't know. They should. You should you should tell them that. Yeah. I mean, it would probably be I mean, I guess it, the amount of delivery guys they would need for some place like Trader Joe's for something yeah. like this. You know, I mean they do deliver, but you have to go there and pick out all the food. Oh, okay. The one, the one on Fourteenth, uh, which is the closest one to me here, uh, they used to do that and they stopped. Oh, really? Yeah, no delivery. Um, I don't know. Maybe they don't deliver anymore. I never used it. I know that the one on Twenty Third Street always had delivery, uh-huh. and the one on uh, Spring Street I thought always had delivery, but they may have just stopped it altogether. Okay, because they use a secondary. They they didn't use like Trader Joe's employees to do it. They would use a secondary uh, uh, a company. They would. They would hire that out. Yeah. You know what uh, I, I did order and get delivered this week is I got all paranoid about I was going to run out of coffee mm-hmm. because I, I love my coffee. And it's like that's the one comfort I don't want to have to worry about every right. time I make a pot of coffee. So I ordered four more pounds of coffee from that place near you. Uh, and it had to get delivered. Yeah. And it had to get delivered over the mail. But uh, I got it. So now I have so much. Co- I have so much coffee. If I'm being accused of hoarding anything, it is coffee. You know, in a couple months, you're going to need it. Oh, if it's a couple months, I'll have to order more. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, I, I have enough for almost two months. Oh, Noel, 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 makes you just want to sit down and eat till you're happy. Ah, uh, yes. Which is funny that yes. you say that. Or I said that <laughs> because it ties right into our topic for this week, Noel, uh-huh. which is what? Our topic this week is emotional eating, how to get rich with it, how to munch your way into financial success, or at least peaceful, blissful, ignoring of the world for a few minutes. Uh, so, yeah. Emotional eating. Uh, How are we going to get rich with it, Noel? Well, I'm going to tell you. All right. Right now. Do it. Okay, so emotional eating, uh, it's defined as the propensity to eat in response to positive and negative emotions. And everything you read about it stresses the positive and negative aspect to it. 
But uh, I think that's kind of baloney. I think when everyone refers to emotional eating, they're talking about using eating to cope with your negative emotions, right? What uh, would you, what, I, I'm curious, because I, I, I didn't see anything that was particularly positive about it. What were the positive yeah. aspects of emotional eating? Ah, everything I, I saw, it would give like a half a sentence of like nod to like, People eat when they celebrate. Oh, okay. All right. right? Like, yeah. sure, I have Christmas dinner every day. I'm celebrating so hard, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, really what they're talking about is using it to ice over, as you could say, uh, your negative emotions. Um, and it is uh, considered a form of disordered eating, Uh but in my opinion, it, it, it could just as easily be seen as an emotional dysfunction. Um, well, I think all disorder or all eating disorders are rooted in emotional dysfunction, aren't they? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what causes it? There's a lot of causes. And there's a lots of ways this appears, right? It can be anything from uh, maybe a depressed or bored person eating something tasty to feel a little jolt of pleasure. Uh, and it could be all the way to binge eating to quiet the demons in your head. Uh, but the facts are when you eat something, when you eat something tasty, and particularly when you eat something uh, meaty, sugary, mm -hmm. or carbohydrate-y, mm -hmm. uh, it releases opiates in your brains. And it really does make you feel happier. Yeah. Uh, to a degree, it's the same thing we talked about in our uh, 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 our touch. What was it? Touching? Was that what our last yep. episode was? Yep, yep. <laughs> it feels like months ago. <laughs> it feels like months ago. Um, you know, it's that so that oxytocin gets released. That yeah. feel good hormone. Yeah. Uh, it, it can also be from other things. It can be from. Uh, a response to a person feeling in danger. So if you feel in danger uh, immediately after your body craves, you get extremely hungry. Your body craves particularly sweet and uh, carby things. That must be why uh, uh, I eat so much. Well, and that's the thing right now. Uh, we're all feeling a little bit in Danger, Speak right? For yourself. This is my dream time. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, uh, and if you look online and you look at a lot of the articles to try to uh, bring our current situation in, our, our quarantine, and anything you, most things you read about overeating is just rehashed old articles about eating. Uh, stress eating, emotional eating, uh, basically saying, don't do it, you know, reach for a carrot instead of uh, a cupcake type garbage. It does garbage. not fucking work. It does not work. It does not work. They're lies, lies, and bigger lies. Anyone who that works for is not really emotionally eating. They're, they're a robot. Um, but I did find one article I found interesting uh, that really did speak to experts in real time about this crisis that we're going through right now. Um, and it asked them what they felt about emotional eating. And pretty much across the board, they said, give yourself a pass on it for a while. Uh, it's okay. As long as it's not making you feel out of control, as long as it's not uh, impacting your health in as, as we speak, go with it. Right. Uh, 
our situation right now is calling for us to do a little emotional eating, right? Um, uh, Mindy Black said that uh, we're we are using food right now as something to pacify our emotions. Who's Mindy Black? She is a registered dietitian, MSCSSD. I uh, don't know what that exactly means, but that's her title. I was um, waiting for you to say that she's the woman from The Office, the show The Office, and I was going to be like, you've got the wrong Mindy there, my friend. <laughs> uh, and so she said, yeah, you're feeling stressed, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling, feeling worried, and you're using food to pacify those emotions and self-soothe, and uh, that's fine. Uh, uh, there's also other things that are happening right now that are making us turn to food, right? Our uh, schedule has completely changed, right? We're 100% of the time a hop, skip, and a jump from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, meals are degrading into constant snacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything about what's happening is putting us in reach of food, and that's fine. Um, we're also in a time when we're worried about food coming to us, right? We're worried about going to the store and seeing the empty shelves. And as a result, it's a human nature that we are going to try to grab food and eat food, and that's going to trigger in our brain uh, the the need to eat more than we normally do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once again, uh, O'Malley says, don't worry about it. It is fine. Uh, I love O'Malley. He's my kind yeah, of doctor. Exactly. Um, and really, and, and it just keeps going through this article. Uh, you know, if you can try to eat something a little bit healthier, but give yourself a pass right now. Don't worry that you're pacifying because you're, you're not pacifying a neuroses. You're not pacifying a, a fear that doesn't, isn't substantiated. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you are we're under great stress, great strain right now. There's all these factors that evolution has put in place to make us want to eat more right now and just realize that and eat a little more. And as I said, if unless you feel un unless it's making you unhealthy or it's making you feel out of control, give yourself a pass. Um So the thing is though about emotional eating uh-huh. is especially this type of emotional eating, eating when you feel in danger, right? As I said, it is an evolutionary uh process. Uh-huh. Right? It it's something that evolves that after we fight the lion, we get so hungry and we eat so that we can live to eat and uh, live to fight another lion, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we need to build our strength back up. But uh, also part of that evolutionary uh, process is that after the stress goes away, we feel, uh, we, we, we uh, process our calories slower. Okay. So we're fine while we're stressed, but afterwards our bodies slow down. Uh, they did a study where they uh, took a, a bunch of people 
and they fed them or no, 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 they, they had some people that had big stresses and other people that did not. Mm-hmm. And the next day they took them in and they fed them all the same amount of calories and watched what happened. And the, uh, the people who had felt the stress the day before, uh, burned, I think it was 119 calories each less than the other people with the same amount of activity, the exact same food, everything else uh, being controlled. And over a year's time, just from eating the same foods, that would account for a 15-pound weight gain. Wow. Uh, I'm really so, curious. I'm really curious how they were able to measure how much people burned in such small amounts. I know. I I don't know, mm-hmm. but they did. Yeah. Uh, it did, the thing I read didn't go into that, but I was mm-hmm. kind of like, how do you know? But uh, apparently they knew. Um, so as I said, we're fine right now. As long as we're stressed, we are fine. It's when the stress goes away. So what can we learn from that? How can we make a million trillion dollars uh well i'm gonna tell you so eventually this situation we're in will pass okay and eventually the feeling of danger we're in will pass but so many of us that never really had much of a sweet tooth before mm-hmm. we're never really much into snacking uh may have developed a real yen for it right uh, and it may be hard to put down the cookie after uh, the crisis is over. Mm-hmm. So what you're going to do is you're going to help these people be able to snack, be able to keep eating the high sugar, high caloric food that they have grown to love during this crisis and not turn into tubos. And how are you going to do it? It's how is you're going to make apocalypse treats, right? You're going to mm-hmm. make cookies brownies candies uh you could probably make nachos and things like that mm-hmm. uh and what they're going to do is they're going to come in surprise terrifying packages so uh you might open one package and there's a firecracker that blows up uh and terrifies you and you eat this food high calorie Sugar, high sugar, uh, and it's fine because you just got that stress. Uh, you may open another one, and there's a tarantula inside, right? And you got to kill the tarantula or a scorpion. Um, and you can keep eating this food without getting crazy heavy because you keep getting terrified every time you open a package. Uh, and that's it. If people get start getting immune to... They're like, uh, another tarantula, old hat. I don't care. You could take uh, the the packages, maybe put a little bad LSD on it or something, so they have a bad trip. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that, that but what means... you want to do is just you want to truly terrify these people, yeah. so that uh, their eating goes right through them. I think spiking their package with LSD is going to truly terrify <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> that is going to fuck a lot of people up. The problem with that, though, is mm-hmm. then uh, the next day when they're past the terror. It's what they eat the next day that they gain weight with. Right. Exactly. So the next day they have a salad. 
Or okay. they just keep eating more and more terrifying right. food. And then maybe the stress makes them actually keep the weight on. Well, not if they keep eating, if they, not if they keep up in the stress. It's after the stress. All right. Well, I like the idea. Uh, it's a great idea. It's fine. It's a good idea, Noel. It's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. There's a lot of money in emotional eating. So yes. much so that there are multiple delivery companies that make a fortune off of it every time people get pangs. Um, you know, I was reading about, you know, what it is that people like to eat with emotional hunger, right? <clears throat> the emotional, when people are emotionally, are dealing with emotional hunger, what they crave are foods that provide an instant rush. So they crave junk food, sugary snacks, high carbohydrates, like you said. Um, it comes on, you feel like you need a cheesecake or pizza. Nothing else will will do for you. Uh, the hunger is like a craving. You can't get out of your head. Uh, you get focused on specific textures, tastes, and smells. Um, and it gets you crazy until you can quell it, until you can get that thing in your mouth. And then when you eat it, it's not satisfying, right? You, you, you eat it. It hits some notes, but it doesn't hit all the others, and you just eat more and more of it. And everyone's got their own thing that they emotionally eat. Some people go, like for me, when I'm uh, like in, in heavy emotional eating mode, mm -hmm. it's ice cream. Okay. It's uh, pizza. It's hamburgers. And it's uh, weirdly like chicken parm or chicken cutlet sandwiches. Oh, uh, chicken parm sounds good right now. You know, but any kind of chicken cutlet sandwich. And I'm always like, when I'm like in a major like kind of mode like that, those are the only things I want to eat. And I want to find the best version of that. Right. So you got to go to a million different places. Right. And you got to try a million different things and do the whole thing. So this is what I'm suggesting. Like we okay. said, there's there's a uh, 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 tons of delivery places out there. And imagine I actually know someone who when they order Chinese food, they order from three different places because they like different things from each place. What? Yeah, exactly. And that's crazy. Yeah. Right. You're ready to go on a major emotional binge eating thing and you've got to order food. Right. You don't want to have to call up three different places or go to Seamless and type in your three different deliveries and feel really embarrassed that the Seamless delivery guys know that you're that person. You yep. know, you don't or DoorDash or whatever the various, you know, uh, companies are. So what you're going to offer, guys. It's going to be basically an emotional eating pantry delivery service. A lot of people who have issues with emotional eating, when they're feeling okay, they take everything out of their pantry. They're like, I can't have this around. I can't have this around. I can't have yeah. this around. And then it's suddenly like they get the urge and they're calling for delivery. They're running down to their bodega. They're embarrassed because their bodega guy sees them buying all this stuff. I mean, everyone who lives in New York knows about having the local bodega guy who knows you just a little too well. Yeah. <laughs> and you just sort of have that moment where you're like, they say that one thing to you like, oh, you're hungry tonight. And you're just like, fuck. Or no, they'll say you're hungry again tonight. Right, right hungry again. Oh, <laughs> getting chips again. Or, you know, wow, normally you're not getting this thing. And you're like, oh, they know me a little too well. 
Yeah. I'm a little too predictable. They know me a little too well. So you're going to start this emotional eating pantry service. People are going to sign up for your service. They're going to give you a list of all of their emotional eating foods. Sure. That's going to be like specific cookie brands, Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, if they're into different cakes, you know, whatever, even if it's regional stuff, you know, like people who like It's It's from from San Francisco or, you know, stuff from a particular deli, you know, that well-known deli in another state or something like that. Mm -hmm. You're going to have all of the pantry items on hand, on hand. Um, They're going to let you know what restaurant foods that you like. And similarly to like how I think I talked about, maybe I haven't, but I thought I had talked about one time on here, ghost restaurants, Mm -hmm. um, which are restaurants that are basically made specifically for delivery service. With the advent of Uber, Seamless, uh, uh, you know, all these things, Uber Eats, I should say, Seamless, Caviar, Grubhub, uh, there are restaurants that are now opening that don't actually have seating. They're a kitchen, and they'll do multiple types of food out of them, and you can find them on, uh, 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 on the various uh, uh, search engines on, on these uh, delivery sites, but you, you couldn't ever go there and eat something. You'd only get it through a delivery service. And that's what you're going to do. You're going to have basically an industrial kitchen where you can have, you'll have a pizza station. You'll have a fried chicken station. You'll have a burger station. And you'll just have guys cranking out all those kind of foods that people love mm-hmm. when they're emotionally eating. And this is it. It's a one-stop shop that gets to you in no time at all. So you suddenly are like, man, it's happening. And you call up your emotional hunger thing, and you say everyone's got like a safe word. They got their password. Okay. Right? And you're going to be like, kitten and they're going to be like all right no one needs this now yeah and they're going to just grab it and go and in 20 minutes you're going to have everything your heart's desires right there for you you're not going to have to leave your home you're not going to have to be embarrassed to go down to your bodega and pick things up with tears in your eyes if you're crying (laughs) about something you don't have to put clothes on you can no. just be in your bathrobe or naked, whatever your thing is. The delivery guys don't care. Um, don't care. All your things. And you can just sit there and get into your spiral without anyone judging you. Yeah. In the privacy of your own home. And there it yeah. is. That, that, that's, uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys, if you want to reach out to Josh and let him know how great you thought that idea is, you can do it in the way that Josh cares most, which is money. Uh, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel show page, and hit the sponsor button, and you can give us an amount. Half that money will go to Josh and I and help keep us in snacks. Half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn, helps keep the lights on, the servers humming. If you don't like our show, uh, you you can uh, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, and on that page, don't go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel page, just on the main Radio Free Brooklyn page, hit the pledge button there, and all that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. Josh and I don't see a red cent, uh, and you get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn's a 501c3 charitable organization. You get to feel good about yourself for supporting the arts and community radio. Uh, 
Yeah, and you guys, honestly, right now, we need it more than ever. One of the ways Radio Free Brooklyn has been supporting themselves is by uh, a podcast service uh, where people were paying to record their podcast. Guess what's not happening now, guys? <laughs> uh, and not to mention, we're in the middle of our Drive to Five campaign where Radio Free Brooklyn is soon going to be five years old, and we're trying to raise money to make ourselves more self-sustainable. Uh, and there's lots of ways we are doing that. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, and you can take a quiz for a chance to win a T-shirt. We have a bunch of T-shirts designed by a bunch of artists. Uh if you want, you can just give us a donation and get yours now. You know, skip the middleman, skip the chances. Uh, but really, guys, we do need your money. Uh, and if you like this show, if you don't like this show, but you like the show before us or after us or any of the shows on Radio Free Brooklyn or just the concept of Radio Free Brooklyn, give us a few dollars. It doesn't have to be much. Uh, a tip. Just give us a tip, guys. Um, there's other ways you can support us. You can download the app. On uh, iPhone or Android, and listen to us on the go. I don't know who's on the go anymore, but uh, you could. You could pretend you're on the go uh, and feel less cooped up because you're listening to something on headphones instead of on the radio. Um, you can subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, we're trying out there. If any of you guys are small business owners in uh, New York or Brooklyn, Queens, and uh, you're struggling, you're open. Let us know. We're going to try to put together a list to let people know what's out there and how they can get stuff from you. So uh, we are really are trying to help. We need your help. So we'll scratch each other's backs, guys. Uh, and in the spirit of scratch each other's backs, you know, you just listen to a, a whole lot of spiel there. Josh got your back because he scares the Internet for other ways you can get rich and he's going to play that for you right now the get rich quick tip of the week brought to you by radio free brooklyn the whole universe is a business deep divers the whole entire universe is a business Money is energy. Money is energy. Money is energy. That's why they call it currency. Mm. What? Slow motion this side. Mm. So when you realize, deep divers, we are currency ourselves. We are energy. We are the original money. We are the original resources. So when you see money as energy, how does energy work? How does the dynamics of energy work? Saving, spending, saving, spending, incoming, outgoing. So to manifest more money, learn how to save. At the same time, learn how to spend. So there you go, Noel. You're going to really mm -hmm. like that one once you hear it <laughs> later on. Hopefully by next week we'll have our, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But theoretically, eventually, I'm going to be able to hear these clips once again. <laughs> Not think that Josh is just playing 
anti-Noldenine statements until I listen to it afterwards. I don't. Like, oh. I just do dead, dead, dead silence, my friend. <laughs> yeah. I just sit there and I stare at you and I move my head <laughs> like I'm listening to something and I just dead air. Uh-huh. Dead air. I don't know if you've noticed in the past few uh, 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 episodes when you look at our numbers, there's a big uh-huh. drop off right about that point because people yeah. think the show's over. <laughs> you know, when when I was younger, uh, when I was uh, in my second year of university, uh, I had a roommate who was way into the dead and he had a mixtape of the dead and somehow one of the songs didn't record. So it was a song's length of silence uh-huh. in the tape. Uh, so we would pretend it was the dead playing silence. And when people come over, we just like act like we're like totally like kind of <laughs> jamming out to uh-huh. it and be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, so, yeah. I just like the idea of you, of all people, like jamming out to the dead. <laughs> I just I have, I, I have a real hard time seeing it. Yeah, I, I I like some of their songs. I I'm not I don't like the big long like endless jams though. Mm-hmm. I see you when you're drunk, mm-hmm. like when you were younger and drunk. I feel like ACDC was your. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know it. I hundred percent see you fucking headbanging. Sure. Beat red, screaming at the top of your lungs. You know some ACDC yeah. lyric. Yeah, I like that. I liked a lot of like uh Dead Kennedys and Sex Pistols and stuff like that mm-hmm. too. Um but yeah, but yeah, ACDC, Zeppelin. Yeah, turn up the volume, dude. Fucking rock and roll, daddyo. Rock Not and the roll. Dead, man. Treat your children well. <laughs> um anyway, Noel. Anyway. Uh you guys, emotional eating, we're back at it, right? Uh, so, uh, the thing is, right now, we all need to emotionally eat. We all want to emotionally, emotionally eat. Uh, and we want to do it when we may at times need to be on the go. Here's the thing. Uh, you know, they just recently passed. Uh, well, they didn't pass, but they had strongly advised that uh, you don't go anywhere anymore without a mask. Uh, right. So you got to go out. You got to get these masks. What are people doing? They're getting the masks. They're getting the gloves. Uh, and then they're. You know, opening doors, doing whatever. And then they're tossing the masks. Uh they're tossing the gloves because they're dirty, right? Well, here's one thing I read recently about uh, the coronavirus, the COVID-19. Um, and it was about COVID-19 on food. And uh, don't I don't know if I can hear this because... You can. I, okay. You can All hear right. this. All right. Uh, and, and it said, you know... If you eat something that could have possibly had COVID-19, afterwards, wash your hands, wash your face, uh, but don't worry about having eaten any COVID-19 because the thing is you're eating it and uh, it's going into your stomach and your stomach acids are doing a number on that Mm -hmm. virus and it will not survive. You're not going to get sick from it. so there you go. So I've got these pieces of information in my head. You've got all these people walking around. They want masks. 
They want gloves. They want to throw out the mask. They want to throw out the gloves. And they also want to eat. So uh, we're going to kill two birds with one stone. One thing people can't do anymore is touch, is go on dates, anything like that, right? So uh, there's one supply that's building up and is not getting hoarded, and that is edible underwear, right? Uh, so what you're going to do is you're going to get uh, edible underwear fabric, uh-huh. and you're going to make fabric. masks out of it. Isn't, and that, you're gonna... isn't it just a fruit roll-up? It's it's I like to call it an edible fabric. <laughs> I know you do, and I think that's fantastic. But my uh, recollection is it's edible underwear is like fruit roll ups and smarties, right? Or no, not smarties, whatever the necklace candies were. Uh well w- whatever they are. Yeah, okay. We're gonna t- we're gonna repurpose these edible underwear, right? Uh-huh. Uh and you're gonna make mass. Masks are probably the easiest. If you're able to, if you're able to get it like by the yard, then you can start making some gloves as well. And people can take these, they can put them on, they can uh-huh. go out and do the business they have to do when they have to leave, and that's going to stress them out leaving their home. And they're going to want a high caloric snack afterwards. And uh-huh. what better than a <laughs> edible underwear yeah. face mask that they can eat instead of throwing away any covid that got on that mask that got on those gloves don't worry about it because your stomach ass is going to do short work of that yeah. uh you're going to be able to charge a lot of money and you're going to be getting your raw materials for almost nothing because nobody's touching those edible underwear right now uh-huh uh there's probably warehouses full of them right yeah now. i'm sure yeah i i knew someone who uh tried to wear edible underwear Really? As like it was a, like you know like wh- like the question came up what would happen uh-huh. if you actually like you know because edible underwear essentially doesn't stay on the body for more than ten minutes right you know you put it on it's very it's oh so sexy if you're you know nineteen years old yeah and and you know then you go down there and eat the underwear off and you get a sugar rush and you hump like a bunny and you're done yeah um but uh, so the question had come up. At some point, like, what would happen if you wore edible underwear as, like, underwear for a day? <laughs> I can't even imagine well, what Well, let, let's start with definitely didn't last a day. Oh. Didn't make it, I don't even, it made it less than an hour. Uh-huh. Uh, the combination of the movement and the heat yeah. caused it to melt oh. and get super sticky. Yeah, I, all I over this imagine. person's area, and uh, 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 I believe she's. I recall she developed a yeast infection. Oh no! From all of the sugar getting up there because it was just sort of rubbing it, and it was just like a sticky, fucking mess down there. She was just like you know she couldn't wipe it all off. She had to like take a hot shower, oh. and it got all over her jeans and all over Did her. Did you have to boil her pants afterwards? She basically threw them away. Like there was oh. no getting it off. It was it was you know because it's like it's 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 I think there's gelatin in there and uh, uh, like I'd, I'd be very curious to look at. I've never looked at edible undies and seen if they list the ingredients. I mean I guess they they theoretically have to because it's yeah. a uh, it's a food, food. product. But uh, I'd be really curious to to look at them and just see what the basic uh, uh, makeup of it is. Of it is, it 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 it's definitely there's some gelatin in there. So you vegans and vegetarians, be careful. Yeah. yeah. You know. Hey, if you if, if any that. of our listeners out there have a a strong scientific bent, uh, 
try running a marathon in, in some edible <laughs> underwear and report back to us, see how it uh-huh. goes. Uh, let us know. That's funny. That's a good idea. Run a marathon in edible, like an only edible underwear. All edible, a whole edible, a whole edible outfit, and you just basically outfit. have to finish before it melts on your body. Yeah, like you'll that. Up, would... You'll end the race completely bloody nipples naked. and no right. clothes. Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> um, emotional eating, Noel. Yeah. Emotional hunger. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we said before, comes uh-huh. on suddenly. You feel overwhelmed. The need to eat is urgent. That's just one part of what is known as the emotional eating cycle. Okay. The emotional eating cycle, Noel, do you know what the, the whole cycle is? Nope. So the emotional eating cycle is it starts with something upsets you. Mm-hmm. Right? And right after something upsets you, you suddenly feel an overwhelming urge to eat. Okay. You then eat way more than you know that you should. Mm-hmm. Uh, you then feel angry, regretful, shame, guilty, and powerless over food. And all that upsets you an incredible amount. And then you're upset and you feel an overwhelming urge to eat. And then you eat way more than you should, and uh, thus the cycle. The cycle. <clears throat> so how do you stop a cycle, Noel? You take out a step. You okay. remove a step, Noel. And what step do you think would be the best one to remove? Feeling bad. Yeah, exactly. The upset feeling that you have. <coughs> so this is a quick one, I'm sorry to say, for you because you're going to have a lot of filler to do after I leave the room. Um, uh, uh, I've got sort of two ways to attack this. So depending on who you are and what your bent is, what your your feelings are about stuff, you can choose either of these ways, and I think you'll be very successful with both of them. Um, so there are lots of people who say, well, you know, try meditation. Uh-huh. You know, try to find ways to sort of like quell the urges and 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 figure out how to deal with getting upset right mm-hmm. <clears throat> the problem with that is when you're in that moment the over the the the, the as they say the urge to eat is overwhelming like yeah. you're not going to just stop and sit down and meditate you're going to be like i need to get that sandwich in my face yeah you know um so that doesn't really work but the time that you can get people is when they've got the food and they're eating it. Because at that point, they're just sitting in front of the TV. They're playing on their phone. They're just filling their face, mindlessly filling their face, distracted yeah. from the actual eating part of it. They're not looking at it, at the food. They're just putting it in their maw, not thinking about it, just satisfying that urge. Sure. Right? So they're open at that point. They're completely open. So this is what you're going to do, guys. Apps, videos, however you want to get in this. When people start shoving the food in their face, you are going to have, they are going to get positive reinforcement for their eating Mm -hmm. from you, from this app, from this video, whatever it is. It's going to be like, you go. You know how to eat that shit. 
you know, think of it as like a mukbang video or something like that where people yeah. are just like telling people how great they are for eating. By the time they finish that meal, they're going to have such high self-esteem, they're going to feel so good about themselves that they're not going to feel that feeling uh, 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 of being upset after eating it. They're going to feel great. They're going to feel uplifted. They're going to uh, feel like a million bucks. They're going to feel like they can do anything. And you have stopped the cycle dead in its tracks. So instead of a situation where they like shove food in their face, feel bad about shoving food in their face, and then shove more food in their face, mm-hmm. they're going to shove food in their face, and then they're going to stop right there because they got something good out of it. The good feeling came. The bad feeling went away. Yeah. And, you know, that's that one. <laughs> that's great. That's good. Yeah. Another fact that I saw is that, okay. that it is believed that 75% of uh, overeating and overweight people are, are, are that way because of emotional eating and emotional sure. hunger. Yeah. Which speaks volumes, you know. You've got uh, uh, people in uh, 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 places that live in, in, in cultures that don't allow and don't believe that you should express your feelings. Keep it all to yourself, mm-hmm. right? So you have all these emotions boiling up in you that all you do is tamp them down. And then you try to cover those emotions up with a layer of cheese. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a super simple one. For those people who aren't, going to feel good because people are rooting them on for eating a lot or okay. don't want to go to a psychiatrist or don't really feel like they feel in any safe way, shape, or form that they can reveal their emotions to anyone around them, why don't you just remove the emotions? Okay. Get rid of them. The amygdala, the center of emotion in the brain, you can remove it without doing any damage to the rest of the brain. The, okay. This is stuff that they've done in the past for people with aggression issues, severe psychiatric issues. Um, uh, in Japan, they have actually used this the, where what they do is they inject into the amygdala a combination of wax. And I don't remember what I didn't remind it down, but it was wax and something else. And it basically uh, uh, ossifies and cases the amygdala, strangles it off and the amygdala dies and you are left without emotion you feel no fear you feel no anger Uh yeah some people might call you a sociopath or a psychopath but whatever you've stopped eating you lose weight you don't worry about about uh, uh an overwhelming urge to eat because you have no emotions any longer yeah and you know there are people who live in like you know rural texas that this would be the perfect thing for them. Sure. And they would lose, you know, they'd go from 450 to 200 in a heartbeat because suddenly they don't care. Yeah. Food doesn't matter to them anymore because feelings don't matter to them anymore. <laughs> That's right. So there you go, That's Noel. Real. That's what we need right now, uh, all of us, to just turn off our feelings. You yep. guys, at this point, you probably got a lot of money in your pocket. Uh, what are you going to do with it? Well, Josh, actually... Uh, he found some ways to help you out yet again. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. Send that money! Today I'm taking a look at the KitchenAid ProLine 4-Slice Toaster. 
$500 and this is a toaster. That's absurd. All it does is make toasts. And here's the fun part. This $500 behemoth doesn't toast any better than the $30 Hamilton Beach Classic Chrome Toaster. It's no faster, it cooks no more evenly. In fact, it consistently undercooks your toast. If you view burned toast as a terrifying natural disaster, this thing might work for you. But otherwise, be prepared to run it through a cycle or two to get well done toast or even medium done toast. And forget about thick slices or thick breads. With those on medium, it didn't even deign to brown it at all. You're paying 500 bucks and you're getting an underpowered machine. Sure, it looks like an airplane, but it toasts like a wuss. You're going to run out and buy that, aren't you, Noel? I sure am. <laughs> hey, you guys, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, if you want to let us know that we're alive and this is not just we're trapped in some sort of Twilight Zone version of Purgatory, uh, you can get us on Twitter at GRQJoshNoel. You can email us at GRQWithJoshAndNoel at gmail.com. Or you get us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQJoshNoel. Uh, you can... Uh, Get us on iTunes or anywhere you can get a podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. Please do. Uh, if you only listen to us in podcast form, tune in Saturday nights, 8 o'clock on Radio Free Brooklyn. Get the schemes five days before everyone else. Get there early. Listen to Art Star Scene. Stick around afterwards. Listen to the circuit. You guys, there's a lot of good stuff going on at Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, tune in and hear us. Uh, how... Do you know that our ideas are as good as Josh and I know they are? How do they know that they're worth, you know, spending what's left of your 401k, uh, spending your kid's college fund, uh, spending probably that check you're going to get from the government? It's because Josh gets inter uh, rules of getting rich quick from the Internet for to which we judge our schemes by. Josh, where do our schemes our rules come from this week. Today's rules I can't talk. are 10 rules of becoming rich from everything finance. Yeah. Rule number one, educate yourself, your family, and others. That's right. Educate yourself, your families, and others. Get away from them. You're not going to have to eat after that. Chop out your amygdala. <laughs> Rule number two, <laughs> stop complaining. That's right. Stop complaining. Put a donut in your mouth. <laughs> and finally, rule number three, which rule is going to be three. perfect, Noel. Okay. Be charitable. Oh, that's right. Be charitable. Give some money to Radio Free Brooklyn. Sit back. Feel good about yourself and eat a whole sleeve of Oreos. That's right. So we are three for three, Noel. And once that's again, we're getting rich. So for Josh and Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. Back gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day.